on today's show, Luka Doncic was great. But what went wrong for the Dallas Mavericks in their game one loss to the Suns? And we'll tell you what went right for them on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. And welcome, you're locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day, even after a loss like that one. Yes. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show Best way you can help us is to comment anything below. And we welcome all Suns fans that are going to comment below. <laughs> I'm Wait, sure you're Suns fans. I'm sure yes. everyone will be cordial in the comment section below. Uh, Thanks for episode, watching though, Suns fans. Thanks for <laughs> clicking and give us the download. It helps us. Today's episode, I hope that, they, hope that makes them mad. Like, oh, I don't want to give them our, our, my, my view. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And joining me, as always, my co host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. Co host of the number one podcast slash show on the Locked On Podcast Network in May. The dominating dude, the one we're thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, man. Thank you for listening to the show. The past Let's start morning. with that good piece of news. <laughs> I was going to say that. Um, seriously, making the whole show uh, in the month of April, just the, the top show on the whole network is insane. It's kind of college. And, by a lot. Yeah, by a lot. That's obviously with the NFL draft and everything. Um, y'all killed it. Mavs fans killed it. It's so cool just seeing y'all support. Um, Thank you. Raccoon this game. squad showed up. Yes. <laughs> y'all showed up. <laughs> and y'all showed up for the Mavs, too. It's been super cool. You know, it, it is. It, it's super cool seeing the, the fan base get to experience a, uh, you know, we could see our team in the second round, right? This is something we've won over the past few years. And it's just a reminder going into this Suns series that, hey, if you make it to the second round, you're going to play a dang good team, especially if you play the number one seed in your conference that's won 64 games. And they're the best team in the league for a reason. They're the they're the team that a lot of people pick to win the title. So it's frustrating. I hear it. I was frustrated with a lot of you guys and wanting that shot at and everything in this game one. But it's also one game, too. So it's fun to be here, fun to be on this stage. That game, especially the first like four to five minutes, was an extreme wake up call for the Dallas Mavericks. Like, good morning, Isaac. Like straight up. Good morning, Isaac. Good Did morning, Gallagher's meme. <laughs> of Dorothy, like this isn't Utah anymore. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is not Utah anymore. Yeah, right. Oh, Dorothy. I was, why don't my brain go to Dorothy Gentry? No, I want Dorothy <laughs> from Wizard of Oz. Uh, that's definitely a more accessible meme. <laughs> um, this Mavericks team came out of the gate and just looked like they had never played in a playoff game in their entire life. Like, we're gonna start with what went wrong for the Mavs, then go with what went right, and then in the third segment, we're gonna talk, try to talk you, talk you down a little bit, talk you down a little bit. Glass, we're going to go glass half full. What what things went right for the Mavs and talk about that. But we got to start talking about how the Mavericks lost this game and how it got so bad. Three out of the first four possessions for the Mavericks were turnovers. Like think about everything yeah. that went right for the Mavericks in the first round where they had games where they just didn't have a turnover in an entire half. They didn't turn the ball over a lot at all. They averaged 8.7 turnovers 
per game in the first round series against Utah. And then all of a sudden you come out and three of your first four possessions are turnovers. Like it just, the, the Suns defense is on a completely different level than oh, what the yeah. Jazz plays. Obviously, obviously we knew that two days ago, we said on this podcast, like you gotta be ready because this team is just on a completely different level than what the Mavs saw. You can't get away with literally any mistakes. Like I was saying, you can't yeah. get away with a lot of mistakes. You can't get away with any mistakes against this Suns team. They're just so good. They're built really well that, you know, they've got built they've had, different. They've had a ton of draft picks over the last 10 years <laughs> or so. And they've nailed some of them. The Booker pick they nailed the Aiden pick was, was good. Not maybe not the best pick, but they did nail. They did. They did it get it so good though. They did get it right. And he's incredible. And uh, that the tone that set from this game, the Suns started out 9-0, and the Mavericks really never recovered from that 9-0. Like they got it down to what they get it down to five a couple times. They got it down to I think four. I think they got it down to four once uh, before halftime. But the the Mavericks never really recovered from that bad start. It's their defense is so good. I mean, this team was what top five, top seven in top three, top three defensively and offense and defense. Yeah. Um, there's two things that their defense does well. You know, a lot of times you talk about Phoenix's defense, you're like, okay, they got these great perimeter defenders and Mikel Bridges, which he is. He's amazing. Great. Uh, and then they got bodies, you know, and these Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson, these guys that throw out people. But there's two things they do really well. And one, they rotate so well. Like, it is yeah. unbelievable the difference of seeing defensive rotations from Utah to Phoenix <laughs> is just, it's not, you could do this equi- like do that for a lot of things from Gobert to Ayton to defensive rotations to um, just team chemistry, like every, it's, it's completely different from Utah. Chris Paul's Phoenix. leadership to Mitchell's leadership. Like, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. just a, but, but also something that from the opening tip, we talked about pick and roll a lot of like, hey, is this a way Dallas could try to exploit it and all this stuff? Aiden drops so far on these pick and rolls because yeah. Mikel Bridges is fighting his butt off over these screens. And when you have a guy that has a 6'10", 6'11", wingspan that Mikel does. That can block corner threes on a closeout like he did against Bullock. And, that, and that's defensive rotations right there. Yeah. But, He's fighting so hard. Not only is he good at it, but he's fighting so hard over these screens. It's allowing Aiton to drop so far to where he's taken Dwight kind of out of like Dwight's borderline useless in this whole series. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it later on, but it's like it was that was negating Dwight. Aiton was dropping so far because Mikhail was recovering. So like he was getting through the screen. So it's that was, you know, they do that so well. They fight over screens so well. They rotate so well. They they communicate so like it's just they're the number one team for a reason in the league. And defensively, they just it felt like they took it up even another step tonight. This team was top three in the NBA in offensive rating and defensive rating, and only twenty five yeah. teams in NBA history have won sixty four or more games. This is a really good team. The like we should not underestimate this team at all, which is what we've been saying the last couple of days. Uh, but it started with it started with that that start. That start was bad. You could see Phoenix just imposing their will defensively. The Mavs just really panicking, honestly panicking at the beginning of this game. Oh my God, we can't get passes off. Like we <laughs> can't pass against this team. It felt like, and Luca had to take over, and like um, the Mavs, the Mavs uh, at six minutes they had four fouls, they had three turnovers, and they had, they went three of eight from the field. It just yeah. looked completely out of it. It was six to eighteen at that point. The Mavs were down, and then then Kid finally put in Maxi for for Dwight, and it was their first like 
Um, okay, well, let's change up what we're what we're doing a little bit and change, you know, the, the rotation just a, and do our normal rotation. I was like, I don't know if you should just do the normal rotation in a game where you look completely out of your depth. Yeah, well, the Brunson one was was massive. You know, just Brunson picking up those three fouls. He Huge. could just never get into a rhythm. Um, it, you know, you just lump Dinwiddie into this. If you if you just want to look on zoom out and say, hey, what's the biggest reason Dallas, you know, lost this game? It's two things. It's Phoenix was extremely hot, and Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson combined for five points through three quarters. Like, there you go. I mean, that that's that's, that's the a game. game. Like, that's I mean, the that, whole game. That, that's the game, especially with the team, you know, like how Dallas and is. Phoenix was hot for a reason. The Mavs are giving them open shots, but. Oh yeah, it, but it goes back to this thing of how dang good Phoenix is. Yeah. Because before some of you say they shot fifty percent, that's a fluke. They're never going to do that again. Well, do I have news for you? <laughs> they were number one in the league in field goal percentage this season at forty eight percent. Number one in the league at forty eight percent. So will they get sixty three percent like through through three quarters? Basically, yeah, right. Probably not that. But they shoot it really, really well. Like, this is – they're good. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> this team through three quarters shot 60% from the field, 50% from three, and 100% from the free throw line. I mean, that, that is yeah. a little fluky. Like, that that could come – like, the, it, that'll regress back down to the mean a little bit. And so the and we're going to talk about positives because yeah. there's some things that Dallas did in the fourth quarter in this third segment. We'll talk about the, the positives of you from this, that Dallas has a shot. But we got to talk a little bit more about what went wrong. Jalen Brunson is a, a big factor for the Mavericks. He was huge in the first round series. What went wrong for Jalen Brunson? How can he change that a little bit going forward? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best way to check out the odds and lines for everything in sports. Hope you checked out some of the NFL draft stuff over the weekend. There were some incredible lines that were flying around. There's a, a ton of NBA uh, draft stuff right now. There's a bunch of NBA games. The Warriors in the series are now minus 525 favorite against the Grizzlies. Vegas feeling bet online's really liking that Warriors. Wow. Game one win. Uh, comparison: the Bucks are only a minus 140 uh, series favorite against the Celtics. So I mean, if you take a look at those numbers, they really think that the Warriors are definitely going to win this. So if you feel strongly about either of those series, you want to go check out. Some of the other game props they have, they don't have the Mavericks next game up for game two, but you can check it out. I'm sure by the time you listen to this, they will have it up. It's bet online where the game starts. All right, Isaac, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day like all of you do. Now, for your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. That's Locked On Now. All right, Isaac. We're talking about what went wrong. Jalen Brunson has to be almost at the top, like near the top of this list for the Mavericks. He goes six of 16 from the field, just three assists. He has, he has uh, only one turnover, but just 13 points for him in 30 minutes. That first half, he talked about it. He got his third foul with two, with eight minutes and 23 seconds left in the second quarter. He only played 11 minutes in the first half in comparison Dwight Powell played 11 minutes in the first half, and we just got done talking about how he's been kind of rendered useless in this, in this series a little bit because of Aiton. Jalen Brunson has to get going for, for the Mavericks. It's, it's key for the Mavericks' playoff success. They needed this secondary guy. They needed somebody else to go off to at least get a couple of buckets in key moments, and Jalen Brunson did that at times in this game but wasn't able to do it well enough through the whole game to get the Mavs even close to a win. 
Yeah, three points in the first half. And and like you said, it's like it's it's weird when you know fouls just when your rotation gets thrown off, how it just can kind of just mess you up mentally for the game. Um, you know, when he picked up which I mean, Jay Crowder flopped. I mean, it was a sucky, sucky call that third foul, but only playing 11 minutes in the first half, only scoring three points. It just felt like he could never get his groove. And even in the second half, like I wanted him to attack when, when Booker and, you know, Chris Paul's on the floor and they have Shamit and right. campaign. Like that's when he has to feast. He has to get into the paint and do his thing. And he was a little bit better there in the second half, but he was. They, they just, how this team is constructed, they have to have, more and, and, and I want to say I'm I'm not trying to point everything to Brunson and be like Brunson you I want to give Brunson another game or two against this really good Suns team but oh you yeah know, no refer- no referendum on him yet well I mean obviously I I got some tweets tonight I was like oh, what about this guy Are you paying him now I'm like, <laughs> did okay, he lose well, so much money tonight it's like okay yeah. well let's wait till Twitter the end. Twitter was a dumpster fire but <laughs> it's just yeah let's just let's let's see a game to where he doesn't get a third foul called and it's dumb and it's early. Yeah, so he's he definitely has to be better. It's one of the things that went wrong for the Mavericks. Throw Spencer Dinwiddie in there, too. He had eight points. He was three of eight. He played 30 minutes. Same amount as Jalen Brunson, but he couldn't really get anything going. And it, the yeah. Suns really took those two guys out of it, and they didn't double Luka. They didn't double Luka at, very much at all in this game. And so mm-hmm. Luka was able to get some some things going. We'll talk about that and what, the things that went right. Um, but the Mavericks defense, I mean, a probably top of the list was the Mavericks defense. Luca said it was their defense. I think that the quote afterwards is our defense lost us this game today. Our defense at the start was terrible. And it was the Mavs defense was yeah. really bad. This was just not a defense that we've seen through, you know, this whole season, basically like the entire season, the team that has become a really good defensive team at halftime. The Suns had an offensive rating points scored per hundred possessions at 140.8 like that is getting dominated in in such a convincing fashion that it's just like wouldn't even make sense in an nba game like that is that number is out of this world and so honestly for the mavericks to only be down by 13 when the sun's at an offensive rating 140 we may talk about that and what went right but it was the mavs defense that was just so bad um deandre ayton 25 points in this game. I think he had 19 at or he had yeah, he had 19 at the half. He can get what he's he can get what he's going to get. We yeah. we knew that going into this. He's just going to all that all those shots, n- nothing that he took in this game surprised me at all. The little turnarounds, yeah. the you know, the over the one shoulder, over the other, you know, over the other shoulder, the you know, dunks when guys are missing rotations and things like that. That stuff is all going to is all going to go, right? Um they're not he, worried about anything like uh, that he's doing. Or they're, they're worried about anything he's doing, but there's nothing really that the Mavs can do because they just don't have the personnel gonna, to match up yeah, with him. Yeah, you don't. So he's attempted 20 shots. Uh, he, he attempted 20 shots tonight. Rudy Gobert attempted 33 shots the entire series against the Mavs in six games. Honestly, 8 and 25 points on 20 shots is a win for the Mavs. Yeah, yeah. So it's just... Dallas just doesn't have, you know, I, I saw a couple of tweets and I was like, hey, Dallas, you know, just has a zero answer for Aiden. And they, they really don't, but we can talk more about it in the third segment. Could you do something offensive, you know, offensively that could negate him a little in the sense, like, we'll talk about the small ball stuff because that's when everything changed for yeah. Dallas. That's what they're going to lean into. We'll talk more about it on tomorrow's pod, Dorian at the five and saying, screw this. We're just going <laughs> to lean all offense because DeAndre, and that's the difference, right? Like we all watch this game tonight of DeAndre Ayton 
you know, catching the ball there in the paint or on the block and having a little move and ha- what a difference it is having a guy who at least has some type of touch off the short roll that can just do a little like push floater oh. with one hand. And it's like, what is like some of his pick and rolls traveled like shortest distance on the court that I think <laughs> than anybody, right? Like he had a little pick and roll. I think it was with campaign where he just kind of like he rolled maybe like two feet. <laughs> like, how yeah. is that? Is that still considered a roll if he rolls two <laughs> feet and then gets that little floater up? But let's transition to what went right in this game because yeah. we have to talk about Luka Doncic, 45 points in this game. He now has six 45-point games in the playoffs in his NBA career, and he's not played that many playoff games. In 17 games. That's 17 insane. playoff games for Luka Doncic. Uh, it's the 140. 42nd 45 point game in NBA history. So it's only happened 141 times, which is kind of wild thinking about every player that's played a playoff game. And now only 19 players in NBA history have six or more 40 point games in the playoffs. Only 17 players have more than him. You want to hear that? You want to hear the, the players? You're really going to read off this whole list. Oh yeah, I'm reading, the, I'm reading the whole list. We got to talk about oh. the positives. This is a positive that Luke had another 40-point game, and he's incredible. These are the players with more 40-point games than Luca in the playoffs in NBA history. That, these are the only ones. Jordan, LeBron, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, KD, Kobe, Wilt, Shaq, Hakeem, Iverson, Kareem, Harden, Rick Barry, Bernard King, Dirk, Dwayne Wade, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, George Kirby. Curry and Gervin only have six, so mm. they're tied with Luca. So, so those are the only ones. It's an incredible list to be in. Luka so Dodge, 23 the, years old. The positive, as we transition to positives here, one of the positives from this game is, and this isn't breaking news for Mass fans, but Mikel Bridges are not. They don't have an answer for Luca Dodge. No. Like Luca is Luca. And Luca, it felt like he could score whenever. It felt like he could do it. Like Luca can get his points. And, and, Luca can find his teammates. Like I saw that, you know, kind of throwing out like Dorian and Reggie tonight. This was huge tonight. They were four of 13 from three. Like it, that was one of my notes of saying I was, wor- I was wondering if Dallas would get their three point attempts tonight, because that was a stat that we've been watching almost did because you know, what did Phoenix Phoenix is really good at limiting uh, you know opposing teams threes, right? Yep. Like they mm-hmm. they're we said the stat of the past few days to where they only give up 11 made threes a game and around 34 attempts per game. Well, where did Dallas come in tonight? They hit 16 threes tonight and shot 39 threes. So what that tells me is no matter like no matter how good Phoenix is defensively, Dallas will get their three pointers off. And that's a testament to Luca just finding anybody and hitting the pass. And the Suns were fourth in the NBA in allow in allowing corner threes. Like they don't allow any corner threes. That's part of their there's part of their whole scheme. They don't allow any corner threes. The Mavs got 13 off in this mm. game. That's where they actually made. Whoa, actually, wait, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, wait, eight, your, nine, ten. Your stank face. Ten. <laughs> they, they, got, they got off. They they made a lot of their corner threes, and the Mavs were that's where the Mavs were able to capitalize a lot. Is, yeah. uh, is on those corner threes and Phoenix usually doesn't allow those at all. So that that's a positive. That's something what, that went right for the maps, the three point shooting and Maxi Cle- I mean, we Maxi Kleba was, was awesome shooting from three, five. He hit his first five of six um, in the game. He had 19 points, second leading score for the maps. Like the maps don't win games. If he's your second leading no, score, no, unless no, he's no. going eight of 11 from three again, that's but- the Yogi Farrell rule of like, if Yogi's leading your team in scoring, then like, <laughs> <laughs> the Yogi Farrell rule. Um, but but Maxi hitting those those threes was right. But the Suns are also 
they're kind of living with Luca being able to get whatever he wants to. They're not going to double. They're not going to trap. It's just relying on the other guys to try and beat their man one-on-one. But, but Dallas still got their threes, though. It's not like they yeah. stayed home and then Luca was just getting layups. And it's like, all right, well, Luca got two layups. dunks in this game. I don't know. He did, which was impressive. <laughs> but but they still got open looks. It's the other guys. They got to figure out other ways. And, and and this is like if you want to do the full, hey, what's the full pro Dallas spin of this? As Phoenix was flaming hot, like torching hot from yeah, through shooting, three quarters, the entire, you know, basically the entire game or through three quarters. Dinwiddie and Brunson were basically a no show for the whole game. And Brunson was in foul trouble. And it's like, and they missed a ton and they missed a ton of threes in this game too. So it's like, it took all, like all of that. It was like the perfect storm, you know, for, for Dallas. Of a bad you know, game. Yeah. Of a, of a bad game. And Dallas was still, like fighting for it at the end. It wasn't close, you know, Phoenix had stretched that game out, but it it was at least like they kept it a 10 point game most of that game. And I'm like, how? It feels like they're up by 25. And I'm like, wait, are we really down by just eight right now? And they just kept it with yeah, the distance. They would hit a three and be down eight. And you're like, wait, hold on. <laughs> what is happening? And, and what happened in the fourth? Like they eventually came back down to earth. Phoenix did, and they shot, they shot 28% in the in the fourth quarter. They were one of eight from three. And the biggest thing of all for Dallas is it feels like they found a little bit of something there with playing Dorian at the five and saying, Dwight, you're just done. And we're just going to embrace the small ball and say, screw this. Like, we're just, let's just have fun out there and do this thing. And, and Phoenix, it kind of threw them for a loop and you know, they're, they're going to be prepping for that tomorrow. Coming up, let's talk about that fourth quarter. What did the Mavericks find in that fourth quarter that could maybe translate into a win later in the series? Uh, We'll talk about that and more. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. They're good for you. Uh, They have new granola bars. I haven't haven't pulled the trigger on the granola bars yet. I haven't either. I'm interested to see if anybody has had any of those. Tweet us or let us know if you've had the the Built Granola Bars. But I do know that I love the Churro Puff Bar. Uh, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, six grams of sugar in a bar covered in 100% chocolate with uh, with marshmallow in the middle. They're delicious. We eat them all the time. We spend our own money on them. <laughs> we literally go out of our way to buy these. Go ahead, check out built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your entire order a bunch of times. You can use that more than once. I've used that promo code a lot. It'll keep telling them that you got Built Bars from us, which we appreciate, which then helps them you know, know that they're getting help from us, then they re-up with us and it all helps. So appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, the mint brownie is great. Cherry Barcia, the double chocolate, pretty much any of these bars you can't go wrong with. Cookies and cream people love. Um, the puffs are awesome. Go check them out. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about that fourth quarter because the fourth quarter, the Mavericks actually won, <laughs> which is... Which is uh, yeah. surprising that the Mavericks won a quarter in this game because it seemed like the Mavericks were getting dominated all game. But the Mavericks decided to go small. At about the 10-minute mark, they decided to take out Maxi, and they never put back Maxi or Dwight back in there again. They had Smalls on Aiton, and they were kind of fronting him a little bit more. And Dorian is a better defender than both Maxi and Dwight, and it turns out he's a better defender on both point guards and, <laughs> and wings and centers. And that's something that went right for the Mavericks, and I'm curious how much we see that look going forward. So uh, Law Murray uh, from The Athletic, he tweeted out the stat. Friend of the pod. Yeah, friend of the pod. Uh, Great reporter for the Clippers. He tweeted out the stat. He said, the Suns have outscored the Mavs by 19 points when Dwight Powell or Maxi have been on the floor. Mm. And um, that's not good. So (laughs) it turns out out it's not good. But 
Dallas embracing, you know, this was one of our, our questions, you know, when we had the crossover pod with Brendan is how, how does the small ball stuff work with DeAndre Ayton and can it, can it negate it some like, because yeah, if you come down the other end and they just want to run post-ups every time for DeAndre Ayton, sure. Do it. Like, Absolutely. You know, at, least, that. It'll at least throw, it'll at least throw you off your like rhythm offensively, but they're not going to do it because they don't, they want to keep the rhythm on offense. So then it just comes down to the other end and they were taking advantage of it and they're getting threes. They're putting, you know, eight and more actions and all of that. So I'm really curious. I mean, it's definitely something, you know, the center rotation for Dallas over these next few games, we'll talk about it more tomorrow night, but you know, Maxi Dwight Dorian, like, is there a world that you start Maxi and just say, Dwight, you're, you're done for this series. And outside of Maxi at five, you're running Dorian as your backup five. Yeah. I mean, I think you, I think you play Dwight as like a, he spells Maxi or, or Dorian at the five for those like Javel McGee minutes. Like if the Suns are gonna yeah. play, the Suns were almost playing full bench lineups, which is kind of disrespectful. <laughs> I just kind of completely like they would play these yeah. full bench lineups. Uh, which, by the way, another thing for the Mavs is that uh, Chris Paul didn't even play thirty minutes in this game. Like that, we didn't even see the full, the full brunt of the Suns if they were just gonna go all out. Can't even play thirty minutes anymore. <laughs> That's all we got left is just Chris Paul age jokes after that game. Well, shout out to Devin Booker. He went. He had one playoff run. Now he thinks he's legit Kobe. <laughs> Devin Booker in this game got the most literal taunting fa- technical foul ever. Like literally hits right. that hits that shot, looks at Brunson, gives him the mean mug, like yells F you or something at him, and then gets called for the taunting. And he was like, wait, what? Taunting so tech? It's and you're the like, playoffs, which I, I'm fine with, but no, no, no. I hate that. I hate that taunting foul because everybody does it. Everybody does the mean mug at somebody. It's just because he was so close to him and looked at him, but it was very literal. Like, yes, you were taunting. That's literally the definition of the taunting. Definition, yeah. And what, what, real quick, get it out of the way for me. If they should have reviewed the foul on Maxi, like the Mac, Maxi Javel McGee his, when he, in the back, it that that pissed me off. Of all the things that they review in this league, the dumb things they spend time on. Maxi Maxi falls on his back and feels like did he just break his back? And the play they literally call a foul. The only contact there is is Javel McGee's arm on the back of Maxi's you know back and pushing yeah. him you know as he's going. He had the momentum, but it still caused more momentum. They should have reviewed it. It didn't cause the game or anything, but. It was, I was just dumbfounded that they didn't even review it. Yeah. Anyway. And I don't think we ever saw a good enough replay that showed that JaVale McGee like ran through him with, with his forearm out or his hand out to try and kind of yeah. like brace his fall, but also just like to like to brace JaVale McGee's fall. But then it caused Maxi to slip on the rim, fall. And it was a, that was a scary fall for Maxi. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't review that either, but it didn't decide anything in the game uh, no. at all. <laughs> at review, all. Review Booker's face. So. Uh, if JaVale McGee would have been kicked out, the Mavs would have won. I'm calling that right now. <laughs> um, but things that went well in, in the in the fourth quarter. The Mavericks decided to go small. They started to get some stuff going, and it kind of honestly looked like it looked like when the Jazz went small in the first round series, it looked like they finally like, oh my gosh, the lane is open. We're getting so many things down low. Luca was able to get the ISOs on Aiton. And if the Mavs are small in that look, then all of a sudden. Luca can get to the rim and Luca can get to the basket. And that's just something that we haven't seen a lot in. Uh, we haven't seen a lot. So in, in this game so far, because Aiton was there or Bridges was able to rotate, but when you have all those shooters and you just have Luca on Aiton one-on-one, then all of a sudden they can't pack the paint as much. Then they can't sag off of anybody. They can't sag off of Josh Green. They can't sag off of Dwight or even Maxi or somebody like that. So that's definitely something that we, we have to watch for something that that's really interesting. 
and we lost Isaac. Internet connection, storm happening in Dallas. But if you want to look at this thing glass half full, the Suns had no answer for Luka. That's a positive for the Mavs, even though they didn't try to throw doubles. Because if they do start trying to throw doubles, then all of a sudden it opens things up for Dinwiddie and Brunson. Brunson hopefully will not look as bad as he did in this game. He absolutely has to show up. Hopefully he'll not be in foul trouble. Hopefully he'll get a rhythm a little bit earlier. And he's got to step up. For the Mavericks to have any chance in this series, he's got to step up and he's got to play the way that he did against the Jazz or at least a little bit of that since Luka is there and Luka is, is, is dominating. You're looking at a glass half full. No answer for Luka. Brunson will be better. And that small ball unit, the Mavericks will probably go back to that. And if that fourth quarter did show the Mavericks something, and if that's actually how they're going to play, and it wasn't just the Suns just like messing around and not really caring about the fourth quarter at all, then maybe that's an answer for the Mavs. And maybe all of a sudden that's something that the Mavs could uh, could unleash a little bit more throughout the rest of this game. So those are definitely the things to look at. The Suns, I don't think are going to shoot 60, 50, 100 for, through three quarters in another game. They absolutely could. Because they're a really, really good team, and we should expect this team to be really, really good. But that's shooting really, really great. The Mavericks also will probably not come out of the gate being completely lost, deer in the headlights, not knowing what to do to start a game again. They got punched in the mouth in that first quarter. It was really bad to start this game. And I don't expect the Mavericks to do that again. I expect them to know, okay, this is how we play. We've settled in now. We understand how to play in this game or, or the level that we have to play. And honestly... This is great. This series is should be great for the Mavericks and for the franchise and for these players because this is a championship-level team. This is a team that went to the finals last year and was close to winning it. This is a team that is built for right now, one of the 25 best records in NBA history through 82 games. This Mavericks team now gets to measure themselves up against that and see what they need and what they have to do, both individually as players. So for Jalen Brunson, you want to get paid? You want to get paid a ton? You want to be a secondary like star or a secondary featured player on an offense? This is a series you got to show up in. This is a series you got to show what you're made of in. This is huge for this team. Spencer Dinwiddie, you want to be the third guard? You want to be the third heat? Okay, this is a series you got to show up in. This is a series you got to have some put up some numbers and do some stuff in. Luca's already showing that he's <laughs> just great no matter what, but this is a great series for the Mavs. Is this a series we finally learned that the Mavs need another big? Like this is the glass half full of this game is all those things we mentioned before about not being not starting so bad like they did in the first quarter of game one. Uh, the Suns probably not shooting a million percent from the field again. Uh, Brunson not being as bad. They still don't have an answer for Luka. And then this series will teach the Mavericks things about themselves in this franchise. And going forward, that's something the Mavs desperately need. There's no real excuses. There's no like, oh, well, this guy was injured. Like Tim Hardaway? If you want to throw that one out there, maybe Tim Hardaway. He's not helping their defense. So this Mavericks team will learn things. They'll go forward. We'll have game two for you. We'll have a preview of game two tomorrow. We'll have game two post-game. We'll have you covered every single day until the Mavericks are knocked out of the playoffs on Lockdown Mavs. Guys, thanks so much for listening to uh, us every single day, making us your first lesson, and making us the number one podcast slash show on all of Locked On. That's incredible. For the month of April, we are the number one show. It's all because of the Raccoon Squad. Thanks for making us your first listen. Now make your next listen, your second listen, Locked On NBA. Local experts covering all the biggest stories. It's Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. I'm there on Thursdays, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. That's Locked On NBA. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.